1: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat show talk radio to thrive by, you know, Judith Barr has said uh, every form of power can be used as well as misused. And she has created an incredible opportunity for us to explore this in the book, Power Abused, Power Healed. And to really look at what it means to be in power, what it means to abuse power, what it means and feels like to have power uh, and, and be on the abusive side of that, and then go through the journey of healing. Uh, Judith, she is absolutely committed, passionate, and, and geared up to help us transform and help the planet transform, to make a difference one by one on a global scale. That's kind of in line with our mission, Benny. We're like, you know, about... Um uh, creating positive change, listener, uh, listener to listener. So this is part of the, part of the story is getting in touch with what you're passionate about for me and then connecting with people like Judith Barr so that you can understand the tosses, the turns, the ups, the downs, the sideways, the things that happen in life and how to get beyond the stuckness. And she brings her powerful message to us to help us understand through what she has learned through the many people she has worked with, how we can live life full out. That is the tagline for this show. And, Judith, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show.
2: Thank you, Pat. I'm delighted to be with you today.
1: And let me ask you this question because you have a story to tell as well. Uh, And, as I said before, you are helping countless people, the question that comes to mind uh, is this. Here you are. You've written an incredible book. You're out into the world. You're consulting with so many people. And and I wanted to ask you, what are some of the challenges or obstacles that you personally had to overcome to bring you to this very moment?
2: I, I think, Pat, that everybody, as they're teaching, has to um, face the obstacles that come up about the very thing that they're teaching. And I have, since I was a little girl, been really committed to looking at how people use their power and how I use my power. And in this time as I've been writing the book and as I've been taking the message of the book out, of course things come up for me where I can feel a twist in my energy and wonder about what's happening and explore it, and my commitment as a therapist and as a teacher and as a spiritual midwife is to use my power well and to uh, where I have a sense that something might be amiss, to consult with somebody else, another therapist doing my own personal work, and to consult with another therapist as a consultant about the clients I'm working with. I think that's so important for anybody in the healing arts. Well, I think that's so important for anybody in a position of power. Can you imagine if parents and teachers and priests and other clergy people and leaders of our government did that?
1: It would be an incredible day for all of us, don't you think? I mean, you know what I'm saying? The sun would shine everywhere. Yes. It would be heaven on earth. It would be. <laughs> you know, so uh, Judith, in, in your experience, what is up with the incredible abuse of power that we're sensing? Now, I, I've got to say this. We may not be calling it abuse of power because I don't know that we look around the world and we say abuse of power. But there are things going on where someone has power over another. Mm-hmm. And and takes advantage of that. Is, is that correct?
2: where someone has power that they use over another
1: mm-hmm.
2: and and really use it, misuse it, abuse that power and how they use it with another person because I think we have a choice when we have power. We all have power. It's It's the life force that flows through us. And we have a choice in each moment. Are we going to use that power over somebody or are we going to use that with them? Are we going to use that collaboratively, co-creatively, which I think is a huge, a huge way that we're turning and trying to help the turning in our world. Mm -hmm. And the answer to your question, my sense, Pat, is that the misuses and abuses of power are coming out into the open so that we can all see them, we can all hear them and feel them, and they are undeniable. And as a result, we are being called to heal them, each of us in ourselves first, and to know that every time we heal the misuse of power in us, we help to heal it in our world. We pull out of the unconscious collective of power abuse and misuse of power. We pull out our part of it, and we stop feeding that.
1: Is there, in your experience... Um, and I, I know I'm, I'm putting you on the spot here a little bit, Judith. But the question I have is, is it even possible to rank, so to speak, the, the levels of abuse in society? I mean, is there such a thing that we could do uh, to outline what some of the global sense signs of abuse are versus what may happen to an individual, let's say, even in the workplace? You know what I'm saying? So that That's we have a, a range. Mm-hmm.
2: It's a really good question, and I'm I'm very hesitant to give a ranking. What I I will respond to you though, Pat. If you look at a world dictator and the the level of power he has to cause damage, it's huge. It's it's almost limitless. But then think of one mother who abuses her child or doesn't protect her child from abuse. And think if that child then grows up to be a president or a prime minister or a dictator. Think of Hitler. He had, just like all of us, two parents, one of whom, as I understand it, seriously abused him. And so his mother and father and the abuse they did affected a whole
1: world. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes. Mm. And, you know, through your work, aren't you attempting to put a, what do I want to say, put a kink in the link or the legacy of abuse by doing the work that you're doing? I mean, isn't part of the conversation about shining the light on this so that all of us can be more aware?
2: It's about shining the light on it. It's about not being afraid of what lays inside us in the darkness which is not, people think the darkness is all negative. Our abuse may be unconscious in the darkness within us, but so are our gifts. And yes, I am really fiercely committed to helping people understand that each of us plays a part in the abuse of power, to understand that each of us can help to change this in our world by doing our own work. And I'd like to lay a foundation for the rest of our conversation to give you some specifics. Please. If you think of what it's like for a little child who is experiencing anywhere from pain to real trauma, and that pain, the the feelings that that child has in that range are more than a little child can bear. And so what the child does is reflexively finds a way to protect, I'm going to say him, but this applies to both men and women, um, finds a way to protect himself. And what he does is any number of things, from burying the feelings, deadening himself, numbing numbing his body, leaving his body, and one of the things that I found that children do, is to make what I call early decisions about themselves and others and life. And so let's say we have a little boy who is growing up with a father who is really cruel. He punishes his son for anything other than being a slave. And even if his son, he asks his son to clean up his room, and even if his son just says, but my room is clean, Daddy, what do you want me to clean up? His father will send him to bed without dinner, without TV, without a bath, without any good night story, and lying in bed crying, crying himself to sleep, this little boy tries to defend himself against his feelings, his fear, his hurt, his anger, his confusion, his love, his hate, and finally in his turmoil without even realizing that it is a way to defend against the pain without even realizing that this decision is going to drive his whole life, he decides, you get to have all the power now, Daddy. But Mm. when I grow up, I'll have power over Mm. everyone. Oh, boy. And he grows up to be perhaps an abusive father, an abusive husband, an abusive CEO, teacher, Mm. clergy person, therapist, healer, mayor, governor, president, dictator. And any time anyone triggers the feelings from the childhood wounds, he sees that person as his father and moves into control mode, exerting his power without consciousness of his own cruelty and his own abuse. And he thinks he's using his power well. He has no idea that he's not serving those he's meant to serve with his power, but that really what he's doing, and he's not aware of it again, this is the key, he's not conscious of it, He's enacting his power struggle with daddy. Mm. Judith, In order, I, I just want to offer one more on. thing. In order yeah. to keep defending against the pain, Pat, mm. he has to keep reenacting that decision. That's why it happens, because it is the defense against the pain. Mm-hmm. So as soon as we defend against the pain, we start creating misuse and abuse of power.
1: Well, Judith, uh, this is I have to tell you, this is such a timely conversation. We've got so much to talk about. I mean, when we're talking about abuse of power, and I thank you so much for writing the book that you've written. uh, We'll talk more about this when we come back. What I want to say to everyone is that, are you ready? Are you ready to break the cycle of abuse, whether it's your own uh, tendency or something happening to you? uh, Judith Barr is joining us. When we come back, we'll talk about how to break the cycle also how to be aware and how to demonstrate absolutely phenomenal loving behavior we'll be right back with the dr pat show and my guest judith barr
3: has
4: the pet food recall left you confused and concerned about what to feed your four-legged family members sam's cats and dogs naturally has you covered with expert advice and information about ingredients or how to supplement a fresh food diet to keep your furry friends healthy and happy. And all our foods are unconditionally guaranteed. Visit us at samscatsanddogs.com. That's samscatsanddogs.com. In Monroe, Washington, at 206 East Main. Health tip brought to you by Essential Water. Being properly hydrated will improve physical performance. A drop of 3% in body water causes a 10% drop in muscle strength and an 8% drop in speed. When you're not properly hydrating, you're inviting lactic acid into your muscles, which results in sore, stiff muscles. It also extends the recovery time between workouts. Essentia water is specifically developed to have smaller water clusters, which means Essentia gets into your system faster to hydrate you faster. Keep your body hydrated and you will perform better. Essential water produces many benefits with its high 9.5 pH alkalinity, its super hydrating properties, and its concentration of pure essential electrolytes. Remember the name, Essentia, like essential without the L. It's the ultimate drinking water. Ask for it. For more information, visit EssentiaWater.com.
3: ZenSpiration Gardens are unlike any floral product you'll find on the market. Your personalized garden is prepared in a beautifully crafted keepsake box filled with plants, flowers, candles, and spiritual icons. Giving a ZenSpiration Garden is the perfect way to express love, friendship, congratulations, or any other heartfelt message or inspiration. They ship nationwide, so contact ZenSpiration Gardens at 619 972 1076 or zen-opolis.com.
5: For 30 years, Carlson Laboratories has been committed to providing only the finest 100% natural source, 100% potency vitamin E. From the start, Carlson has worked closely with doctors Evan and Wilford Shute, pioneers in using vitamin E clinically and founders of the Shute Institute in Canada. The Schutt Institute knows the importance of recommending only the highest quality vitamin E to their patients. Carlson is the world's leader in natural source vitamin E products. Look to Carlson for the most complete line of vitamin E products, including soft gels, capsules, and tablets, providing vitamin E in a variety of dosages from 30 to 1,200 international units. Plus, Carlson's creams, ointments, lip care, spray, soaps, and shampoo provide vitamin E for personal care. Look for Carlson Vitamin E at finer health food stores across the country. The
0: search is over. you found the station that's not afraid to be different. Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat show. Talk radio to thrive by. I am so honored to have Judith Barr with me today because this is, you know, Judith is someone that has decided to take a very powerful message out into the world and to look at power abuse from a couple different perspectives. And, you know, she has done this in a way, a book that is very, quote, powerful in itself, but at the same time, you get to understand what real life situations uh, constitute power abuse and healing as well. And so we're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about the book a little bit. You know, Judith, uh, thank you so much for joining us today.
2: You're very welcome. Pat.
1: Before we continue, I would love for you to say a little bit about the format, the way that you've written this book. That makes this book, first of all, so easy to read, and then secondly, so inspirational.
2: Thank you. I'd love to. Um, The book is really uh, accessible to anybody at any level. It's in story format. The uh, foundational story is my adaptation of The Emperor's New Clothes. And then almost all of the chapters after that begin with a new ending of the fairy tale, Mm -hmm. and in each of those new endings is the experience a particular child has of being abused by the people in the community or by the emperor or all of them, and then is followed by an adult version of a reenactment of that abuse in, in their adult life. And in the adult version, somebody comes along that is the healer of some kind that helps the person to begin to heal the adult version and the childhood version of the abusive experience. My intention is to help show how uh, people need to heal it to the root. And then the final part of each chapter is a section called Here and Now that have uh, soul-searching questions for the reader to ask to do some self-exploration that follows up on the soul-searching, soul-touching uh, stories that they've just read.
1: You know, Judith, you've been practicing for a while and helping people. I mean, you have really looked at this from end to end, and I, I, I wanted to get a sense from you of this place in your heart that this deeply touches you, because it's really clear to me from speaking with you and from reading the book, that there is a place in your heart that really touches you around this, and that you have become a champion around yeah. uh, around this around this issue of abuse mm-hmm. power and and um and i i am I am absolutely really deeply touched about this because there are so many ranges of abuse power that nine times out of ten when you talk to people from a perspective of uh, their situation, you may see it as abuse power, but they don't see it.
2: Right, Pat. When that happens, what I'm aware of is people are normalizing the abuse. People are making it as though it is a normal thing to do, so they don't have to look at it, hear it, feel it, work with it themselves. And I've had people say, don't don't you think you're too sensitive about this? And my response is, absolutely not. This is abuse and it's time that we stop normalizing all forms of abuse. So Hmm. I I can say what some of the forms are, some of the forms that people use. Yes. Sometimes they're very blatant, like physical abuse, sexual abuse, um, yelling at somebody. Sometimes they're more subtle, like that phrase, looks that kill, or somebody being passive-aggressive, or somebody just withdrawing and rupturing a relationship, or blaming is a form of abuse.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: And there is a lot of blaming going on in our world right now that really needs to be healed.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's so much finger pointing going on right now Mm -hmm. that I think we could almost lose sight of the root issue uh, in terms of how to heal it. I mean, what's your sense of that?
2: Well, I think a really good example really good, meaning a good example, not that it's really good that it's happening, is to call some countries the axis of evil and us the <laughs> the good ones.
1: Mm-hmm. And what
2: that does is it splits our world and it splits people. We all have goodness in us and we all have things in us that are destructive and mean and cruel, and we each of us need to own all of it and hold all of it and work with and work through the parts that are destructive, and that is where I am the champion because I've seen people work through those things. I've helped people work through those things.
1: You know, Judith. Um, in, in writing the book, you take us through various stories here, and, and and let's just talk about the 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 title "Power Abused, Power Healed." The idea of bringing this conversation to the table has the objective of healing in mind. So you're coming, you're you know you're you're coming to us, bringing both sides, both what it looks like to be on the receiving and the giving end of this. Uh, Do you believe that people that will read this, that perhaps are on the uh, giving side of abuse, will get it? Do you hope that it will stimulate or inspire them to take an inward look?
2: I dearly hope that, Pat. And I believe it can because because of the way it is written, because it is in book form, that somebody that might not want to go to somebody else yet and say, I abused my power. They could buy the book, they could even buy it online, and nobody has to know, you know and they can go read it in the quiet of their own home mm-hmm. and start to see. And I think that the, the conscious, consciousness-raising is so crucial here because we can't heal without being conscious of what's happening. I actually have, had, have talked to a number of people who have sent the book, Power Abused, Power Healed, to someone that they felt did misuse and abuse their power, and one person I know of got an apology from that person, and other people i haven 't heard of the results but i i just i think there's tremendous possibility and potential here on both sides for the healing
1: mm-hmm. you know as as we look at this conversation we 're looking about uh, healing. Uh, healing at at one level, are there different degrees that we look at? And and we've already talked about sort of the abuse uh, end of this. But how about the healing process? What can you say about that?
2: There are different degrees. And I think different modalities approach things at different levels of healing. My goal is to encourage people, invite people, urge people to heal to the root, and what I've found is that there are many people that have no idea the depth to which we can heal, no idea that they don't just have to do a level of healing that helps them control their words or control their behaviors, that there really is a way to do work on the feeling level to the depth of their being that can help heal the root of what's causing their words, their behaviors, their actions, their thoughts sometimes even. And I don't, I don't mean to control it. I mean to dissipate it, to resolve it at such a deep level that that isn't part of the person's way of being anymore. And I've seen it happen over and over again.
1: Well, part of what you say uh, is that, uh, and this is probably hard for a you know for all of us to hear is that we are each part of the problem and part of its resolution. Yeah. Uh and you know one would read that and uh that would be a hard uh, hard nut to swallow in some circumstances and I wanted you to talk a little bit about that about what you mean by that.
2: I do want to do that Pat. I'd like to just finish something else sure. from what we were talking about before. Okay. I- I'd like to give an example about healing to the root based okay. on the example I gave in the beginning.
1: Okay, great.
2: If the man that we talked about that grew up with the cruelty and then grew up to misuse his power were in my office, I, after talking with him and connecting with him and building a bond with him so that he felt safe enough with me and felt a trust with me, I would help him build the capacity to feel the feelings that he defended against. I would help him build that capacity like you, like a personal trainer help somebody build their muscles. I would do it, you know, with their own pace and their own rhythm and in a way that was safe. I have a passion for safety, as I am sure you can imagine.
1: Yes. Yes.
2: And eventually this person would be ready to go back into his bedroom inside himself, Mm. lying on his bed, crying himself to sleep, and we would be able to help him go through each of the feelings that he felt, not just feeling them inside, but releasing them in a safe way that was intended for healing, not to go out and act it out in the world, Not to even act it out in my office, but to really, I call it inhabiting. It's a safe container in which he could go back and go through all those feelings he's been defending against. Level by level, Mm -hmm. one at a time. And then he doesn't need his defenses anymore. And then he doesn't need to strike out anymore. And then he doesn't need to abuse anybody anymore. That's what I mean Mm -hmm. by healing to the root.
1: That is in itself extremely powerful just to listen to you describe that, uh-huh. Judith. Um, one of the emails I received from our listeners, they, they get our newsletter in advance, by the way. Uh, and one of the emails I received, uh, wanted you to address abuse in the workplace. And, uh, so I'd love f- to have that conversation with you when we return from break. Uh, the comment that was made from our listener is, that uh, dear Dr. Pat, thank you for bringing Judith on the show. Uh, is there a way for you to talk about abuse in the workplace? It seems that people are, to use your term that you just used, are acting out and they're doing this in, at, in work. Is there anything we can do? Let's hold that thought. When we come back, we'll be talking with uh, uh, Judith Barr, who is, as I said before, the author of Power Abused, Power Healed. If you want to find out more about the book and you want to find out more about Judith, www.powerabusedpowerhealed.com. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Are you yearning to live a more fully expressed and joyful life? Do you want to explore and discover what ignites your heart? Heart Ignited is a potent coaching process created by Deborah Tracci, a life and transition coaching pioneer. Tune into the Dr. Pat Show to learn more about this unique process. Go to heartignited.com or call 206-236-6100 to learn more. That's heartignited.com or 206-236-6100.
4: When it comes to massage, don't take a chance on quality. Come to the award-winning Dream Clinic. Whether you are experiencing stress, muscle aches, or need treatment for an injury, Dream Clinic's highly skilled massage therapists tailor their massage plan to meet your individual needs. Dream Clinic is located in the Ravenna neighborhood of Seattle and is open seven days a week. To learn more or schedule an appointment, visit dreamclinic.com or call 206-267-0863.
0: Visit kerryoconner.com for more information and for interview dates on The Dr. Pat Show. That's O'Connor.com haven't found the time to study the mysteries of the universe. We understand. And in fact, that's why so many busy people choose to use the distance learning option from the College of Metaphysical Studies. There's no classes to attend, no traffic to fight, and no weather or parking issues either. You can earn a metaphysical, spiritual, or esoteric degree at your own pace, in the comfort of your own home. Visit us at cms.edu or call
3: 800-780-META. Can changing what you think really change your life? Tune in to the Dr. Pat Show to learn how intentional living and the power of affirmations can change your life. Kristen Marie Sherline, founder of Affirmagy, will share her story, her company, and advice on how to live intentionally and design a life you love. For information about Affirmagy, log on to Affirmagy.com. That's Affirmagy.com. Experience the powerful connections between science, quantum physics, and spirituality at the Reconnection's 2007 Mastery Conference in L.A., August 2nd through the 5th. The conference is perfect for anyone interested in healing and wellness with your host, Dr. Eric Pearl, and including speakers from What the Bleep and so many more. Call 888 eric Pearl now and mention the Dr. Pat Show for a $60 discount. Visit www.thereconnection.com for more information or to register.
0: No other station brings you this much variety. Welcome to Alternative Talk 1150
3: a.m. Another turning point, a fork stuck in the
1: road. Time grabs you
3: by the rest direct.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. And Judith Barr is joining me here today. The book is Power Abused, Power Healed. It is a call to consciousness for all that want to do the necessary soul searching. Uh, You know, and, and, and this has been a conversation that's been so important to me, Judith, for a lot of reasons. I mean, the email that we received uh, uh, earlier, actually, I received it yesterday about the book and about uh, abuse in the in the workplace. You know, I've had to go back over my career when I worked my way up uh, the corporate ladder, so to speak, and really take a look and think about, you know, my own behavior and how and and what it took to really achieve great success in the corporation. I I since, you know, found that, you know, was eating away at my soul. So (laughs) couldn't stay there and left after 25 year career. But I totally get the email from our, from one of our listeners. And I wanted to know what you have discovered. You know, what you, what's your experience with what's going on in the workplace?
2: Well, I have a lot I can offer about that, Pat. And the first thing is that is an outpicturing of what's going on in people all over the world that is also outpicturing every place else we've already talked about. The first thing I do when I'm talking to someone who's in a workplace that's abusive, I say to them, don't allow yourself to be abused. And if you do, then we need to look at what inside you is uh, needs to be healed so that you can stand your ground and not allow yourself to be abused. What in, what in your history has led to your insides being such that you are allowing yourself to be abused.
1: Mm. And
2: often what what I will do with somebody who isn't ready to leave, which is one option when you're being abused, and isn't ready to confront the person who is doing the abusing, which is another option, often I'll say to the person, well, as long as it's right for you, how about if you consider this situation as like an internship, where you're exploring what in you allows you to let yourself be abused and how to heal it. Mm. And once you've gotten to the place that either you can't tolerate it anymore and you need to leave or you need to talk to your boss, or once you've gotten to the point where the healing has happened inside, maybe something different will happen between you and your boss. So there are lots of options there, although it's a very delicate, very painful position to be in, especially when someone's livelihood depends on that job. But even there, if you think of it, Pat, if someone's livelihood depends on that job and that boss, that to me is the mirror of when their livelihood in a different way depended on mommy and daddy. So that's where I would look.
1: You know, Judith, you are taking this message out and you're cre- you've created and written a book that is reaching so many people. And I really feel the pain of that listener that called in. Mm. Uh, I mean, I know you do as well. I mean, this is your passion. Yes, uh,
2: absolutely. Actually, I have, I have known enough people that have had the experience of abuse in the workplace But I have written a number of articles about abuse in the workplace, trying to point people to look at themselves, trying to point the people who are doing the abusing to look at themselves, the leaders to look at themselves, but also trying to help the people in the workplace see what's happening and Mm -hmm. see that this person who looks like, the example I often use is you've got a... 40-year-old, 6-foot-tall, 250-pound man Mm -hmm. who's yelling at his employees. Mm -hmm. And he looks like a 250-pound, 6-foot-tall, 40-year-old man. And he is in the here and now. But who he really is is maybe a 2-year-old having a temper tantrum Mm -hmm. because something at the time that he was 2 years old happened where he was wounded and he didn't get through that then. And even if the employees in the company saw that this was not adult behavior, that it looks like adult behavior, but it's really a child's acting out, erupting through the adult's body and personality, that would be a step to help. And if, if the employees saw it together instead of just one employee seeing it, that would be of help. Of course, eventually what needs to happen is the leader, the boss, needs to do his own work. But so do the employees. As I said before, they need to do their work so they don't allow themselves to be abused.
1: Well... This is where we have to draw the line. I mean, what you're saying is so important, uh, Judith, because I think in all of all of the relationships, whether it's in the workplace or whether it's uh, looking at something that's happening clear across the globe. I mean, we're basically what we're saying is abuse is abuse. Yeah. And sometimes when we look at, you, I mean, Daphore, I mean, when we're looking at some of the things that are happening around the world, it is mind boggling at some level to understand how one can damage another human being in the way that some of this is going on in, in the world. Yeah. And at, at at the same time, we're looking at world events and we're all... Uh, dis- it's, we're distraught by it, but the question is, what can we do? And in this context, what it would be your personal message to everyone?
2: My personal message is that we can each do our own work with our own use of power, with our own relationship with power. We can each become more conscious. We can each help others become more conscious just by how we are raising our consciousness And we can each become, we can each do our own work so that we heal inside of us the places where we would misuse and abuse our power. There's a passage in the book. It's the very beginning of the book, Pat. I'd like to read it. Please. Because it is part of my personal message. It's the essence, really, of my personal message. Power is like fire, lightning, wind, ocean, like life itself a raw, vibrant force of nature. It has the potential for great harm and the possibility for magnificent good. Each of us chooses, whether consciously or unconsciously, how we will use the power of our own life energy.
1: Hmm. Well, thank you, Judith. Thank you so much for joining the show today. Let's give out your website and let folks know how to get a copy of the book.
2: Okay, it's uh, www.powerabusedpowerhealed.com. You can get the book on my website on amazon.com, barnesandnoble.com, through bookstores. You can order it through bookstores. And I I hope people will order the book and start to do either the work that they haven't done yet or Mm -hmm. another level of the work they've already been doing.
1: Thank you for making it safe to have this conversation. For so many people listening to the show, uh, regardless of where you are, thank you, Judith, for taking this out into the world and inviting people to create change.
2: Thank you, Pat. Thank you for helping me to do
1: that. Well, everyone, Judith Barr. We'll take a short break. When we come back, more with the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. We'll be right back.